Today with me, I have this episode of the Black Gold Podcast, Oredi Boa, and her nickname is Frenchie, the Dot Connector, and she is a business coach who is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses with strong foundations, and she will help you to think and do at the same time co-creating and co-innovating solutions while delivering results with speed, scale, and certainty to change or create the path of your business. So, Frenchie, welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And... uh... I was mentioning this to you before the show. The connection that we have in common is uh, Duvet Weaver, one of the previous guests on the show with Closer to Our Dreams, LLC. And I'm curious, how did you and he meet? So basically how we met is, you know, digital stranger. So I'm pretty sure that whoever's going to watch this podcast or this replay if I say Maddie, Maddie Will Art on Instagram, everybody's, you know, kind of know him. He's a very, very big marketing person on Instagram. And basically, we both follow the same person. And during a live, I believe that was during a live of Maddie, we started to, you know, interacting. And so basically, after that, started follow each other. And he saw that on my platform, I go live every Thursday night for my new business Thursday. And he thought that that was a pretty cool concept. And he DM me and wanted to be part of, you know, the, the, the show. So we then connect and did an interview on a Thursday night. And this is how all this started. So yeah, you, you can meet some pretty cool people on, on, on the social media platform if you utilize it properly. Yeah. And as we were talking about even before the show, how social media, when used incorrectly, it can definitely be a huge waste of time in terms of that usually you're scrolling endlessly, looking at pictures of different people doing different things and you want to, I don't know, you call yourself like catching up on things. But actually, you just end up wasting time looking at reels usually. That's at least for me. My problem is yeah. looking at like, the shorts, looking at reels, and just wasting maybe 25 minutes just scrolling through the short little videos. And so how have you, would you say with Instagram specifically, been able to utilize social media in a way that is constructive instead of destructive? So I have actually a method and that's one of my posts. Actually, that's, that's a very good idea. I'm going to repost it. You, you know, you have to repurpose your content, but I have a, actually a system is that I put myself on a sort of a timer. So I know that it's usually my posts are batched, right? So I have content already preset and pre-made, but sometimes it can't, you know, you don't feel that that post of the day. You want to talk about something else? I can't, but I dedicate myself about 15 to 20 minutes to be able to post the posts that I'm supposed to. 
then right after that, right after your post, stay online to see a little bit of what's going on. Some people are going to start liking, going to comment. So you have to be sort of active for at least a good on another 15 to 20 minutes. So I'm, I am available on the social media platform to respond to those comments, to be able to go ahead and show support to some other, you know, people who are online as well. See a little bit of what's going on. And sometimes it's also checking in on some of the clients and seeing, you know, how they're doing. So a lot of people, they think that, you know, you, you know, it's kind of weird to go into people's DM, but sometimes it, it can be something genuine. So it's just checking in, seeing how's everything going, commenting on their post as well is very important. And then after that, I choose one or two hashtags on a niche or on a subject that I'm prepping to, to talk about. And I'm going to go and see who's following the, those big accounts, what have been done, said, and see if this is a subject that would be, you know, interesting or if people really want to hear about it. Because sometimes there is a difference between what we think is what people want and what they actually do want. So I'm in the business of service. Therefore, I have to make sure that I provide something that they need and that they want as well. Other than that, I'm just going to post just for myself. Uh, I'm going to hear cricket, going to feel frustrated. So I'm really strategic on the time that I'm spending on the platform. And usually, like I said, 15, 20 minutes to post my actual posts, staying online to respond to the comments I'm going to get. Then I spend about 10, 15 minutes to go on to people's DM, sending them some positive, you know, messages or just checking in. I go on some other people's posts, show support comment on their post, right? The biggest thing is a lot of people think that that double tap of like, that's not what counts. What counts is actually if people actually read what you're saying or understand and comment and save or share. So those are the biggest, you know, those are the real likes. Those are, are the ones that are going to propel your, 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 your post, right? And the algorithm, like everybody's talking about. So I'm really conscious about, you know, showing support by leaving a comment on some people's posts. I'm not faking it. So that's that's the biggest thing. I'm not faking it. It's genuine. And then after that, I can see also on, on those people's posts, some new followers that I don't know, right? But they comment on something. So I do spend time reading comments on people's posts because prime example, Maddie. Maddie's huge platform. You have 180K followers, right? Amazing person dope at marketing, but the number of comments that he has, sometimes some people do have questions and it can bypass that, right? So sometimes it's just, you know, just trying to see if there is anything that I can do to either respond, support, or make a great connection. I do go on people's page to make sure that, you know, it would align and I could actually help them, but I spend time that way. So if that makes sense, it's like I'm scouting for potential connections. I'm not going to say clients because it's connection. After that, on social media platform, when you do connect, you know, if it sounds like, hey, I can help you. Do you want to buy my course? Do you want to, you know, work with me? And they don't know you. You have to also take the time to nurture this, this connection and relationship. They'll see. If they want to know who you are, they'll go on your page and they'll look at your bio and all that stuff. Or they click on the link in your bio and, and everything. So 
it's good to tell them who you are or just, you know, showing a little bit about who you are as a person. And then they make that decision. I'm, I'm not there to convince them. I know what I can do and provide for the people that I can help. But at the end of the day, this is their decision, not mine. So if I, if I get just a, a good digital friend, then I'm cool with that too. You know what I mean? So that's the biggest part. Yeah, I hope I answered your question. I know you absolutely did. And one of the things that is really interesting is that there aren't a lot of people that are actually social on social media. They are, as you say, they're the the post people who just post stuff, and then they, whenever someone responds, usually just push their product or their service on them. And it's not in a way that is almost natural, but it's really artificial. And it's really yeah. fake. And so that is an instant like rejection from accepting that person's product or service. But it sounds yeah. as if you try to connect with people socially and you would then take those connections and then you say, like, I can do this for you if you need me to. But if not, it's like, cool, we are connected. And so even if they don't need your product or service, it's highly likely that they would then recommend you to someone else who needs your product or service because the interaction that you have with them is, as you said, it's genuine. And so you don't want it mm -hmm. to be something that is artificial, but you want it to be true and something that is it's everlasting compared to just being momentary. Yes, and, and, and I've done that a lot, especially for virtual assistant, because I... I I started that way. This is how I exit my, my, my nine to five was I became a virtual assistant. And so when I do see sometimes people on their platform and I see that their bio is not set up properly in order to, you know, welcome or feel welcome, you know, their potential target audience. So sometimes it's, it's simply I will genuinely give them a couple of pointers or ask them if they have like five minutes, 10 minutes to go on a phone call. First is for me to secure it and, and, and really tighten that, that connection. You know, when you have a phone call with somebody and then sex to say, Hey, that's, I literally just want to help. So can, do you mind if I have, you know, one or two pointers for you? And they're like, Oh my gosh, yes. I didn't thought of this that way or this way. And that way it's kind of, you know, a little, teaser of, you know, working with me, what I would look like as well. It doesn't cost me much. It does cost my time. So I'm really mindful also of, you know, what I want out of this. So sometimes it's purely, I, I just want to help you. I know that you're probably not going to be able to, you know, work with me for the moment, but I want to give you that little push because sometimes we can feel also, especially on the social media, there is like a zillion people on there who are doing the same thing, right? And so when people start, if they don't get the, the, the automatic, you know, boom, and hey, I just, you know, took a leap of faith and I'm doing this, this, this business, and I'm going to go on Instagram and they automatically think that that's going to work. Sometimes they're going to feel either overwhelmed, discouraged. So you can see the trim of their, of their posts. So it was like, I post every day. And then I post once a week and once every three days. And so that's where it's like, I can see that. And so that's where I'm like, I'm reminding them also of, you know, you, you, you got to keep showing up. 
You know, if that's really what you want to do, just do it more this way or that way. Or think of it this way. And sometimes it's it's like revive a little bit the 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 spark and 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 let's go. And so after that, it's like, you know, like I said, they're gonna follow me, not follow me, or you know, uh continue to to see the evolution or and and yeah, so that's how that's how I view I take pride in my value in business and my my work ethic. And so I really want to come up as I want to be helpful. So, of course, I want to get paid, but it doesn't cost nothing to be nice. And it doesn't cost nothing to show support. So if I have time, I, I do take that time, but I don't do that, you know, all the time either. Yeah, that's really nice. That's really nice. So you are originally from from France, right? Yes. So what was your, your journey moving to moving to the States and being an entrepreneur? How did that yes. come? So, yes. So uh, I hope you guys are ready. I'm going to try to summarize as much as I can. So, so I am from France was married to an American person and moved from France to the U.S. And was, so in France, I was in the fashion industry for over 18 years. I was traveling the world for the collection, the fashion shows. I loved that job. It was really, really um, my passion, right? And moving here, I had, it was the shock of the culture, right? Other, different country, different language. My English was, was decent, but not as good as I am now. And you, where I'm at, I mean, if you're not in, in New York or in Los Angeles, fashion, the fashion industry is not really present in Chicago. So I couldn't get, you know, a similar type of job. So. I started working in an insurance company as a junior accountant. And then I realized I'm like, man, the American don't get no days off, no, no time off, no, no vacation, no sick time. In France, you know, the, the government and, you know, it's really different. We have a universal health insurance. Now I was like getting my paycheck was so little with the, the coverage. I mean, it, it was like a shock of the culture for me. Then I had to learn that you need to have a social security number that tells you if you are worthy of getting staff or not. I mean, it, it's like, like I said, for me, it was like, where am I? How does this country work? Because I'm like, I know people have family, but you guys don't get no days off. You barely get days off. So, anywho. Let's bypass this. So my daughter at that time was very young, seven or eight years old. So when kids get sick, I couldn't even take off or I was getting take off, but not getting paid. So I was like, let me work in a school district where it's going to be a little bit more lenient. And then from there, I got the passion of, you know, working with the kids. So I was with a, in a high school, but look at this. So I have... I have degrees in France, right? But I don't have any degrees in the U.S. So I was at the administration office working with the principal and the assistant principal. I was organizing all the events of the school, 
and everything, right? And then they saw all the stuff that I could do, anything with computer or stuff like that, anything digital, right? So you have all those old secretaries who have been there for 30, 40 years, and they just know a little bit of spreadsheet and typing. But anything else, you know, so I was the, the youngest, you know, one who knew how to do PDF, do flyers, do this, do that, you know, formulas. And so basically at some point it was, I was really engaged with the student because I was seeing also how they needed really someone who genuinely care for them. And not saying that, you know, some teacher don't care, but the environment of same thing, the school, the school system in, in the U.S. and France is completely different. So 45 minutes for a class. I don't know how people are learning in 45 minutes a subject, but us, we go in, in blocks. So it was blocks of two hours or three hours of a, a subject. But anywho, so I was trying to be the friendly face that they could see in the hallway and not just telling them, go over there, don't go over here, sit down, stand up, and try to engage with, with the student at the same time. So I was really involved with them to make sure that they were well-balanced and understand also the meaning of education, why they need it instead of, you know, always being mad or, you know what I mean? So I worked over there for almost eight years, but at some point I was like, man, I can do so much. So I was trying to also be involved with a lot of immigrants, you know, students and parents to make sure that they were also, because I, I am an immigrant and I am a parent, and to make sure that they were integrated and, and, and we, we can understand their culture. And sometimes when people were, you know, teasing or stuff like that. So I was creating a program for that, but I don't have no degree from here. So they, they liked all the stuff that I was doing, but I was not getting paid for it. You get what I'm saying? So at some point, all I was getting was a $25 gift card to Starbucks and, and, and every day saying you're the best. I can't eat that. I can feed my family with this. <laughs> So I started to get a little bit frustrated when I was seeing that everything that I was doing, some other people were getting credit or were getting paid or stipend for it because they had the degree, but I didn't. So I saw that basically I was limited and that I couldn't go any further, right? They were not going to pay me more. And no matter how much I them that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good at what I do. All I was going to get was compliments. And so in the midst of all this, I had, you know, a, a rocky a marriage that was not going too well. My dad in France started to get healed. So he passed from cancer. So there was a lot of things in my life that was very toxic. I was very down mentally for a lot of, you know, reason, right? And so I let go of my health as well. So I was at the first stage of obesity. And once my dad passed, I was going to school in the morning and in traffic. And I had in sort of a panic attack, an anxiety attack. I was like, is this how my life is going to be? I literally was like, oh my gosh, if I, if I pass myself, who's going to take care of my kids? How is that going to be? And I was like, I got to change. Something got to change. And from there, the first thing before the entrepreneurship part, I had to take care of myself and my health. So I started to get healthier, lose the weight. And along the run, I met my business partner, CJ Scott 
from Athletic Spa. And so he became my trainer. And then his mindset of, he was basically putting back in me the confidence, right? When you're not happy in life, you're down. So you limit yourself. You're like, I can't do this. Or look at me. I, I cannot even like, you know, do that. Or, And so he was a continuous booster in my life while I was, you know, in my journey of, you know, health and wellness, right? So energy goes back up. You feel better about yourself. The confidence get back up. And then in his business, I was seeing, you know, all the stuff. I was like, well, you should do those flyers or you should market yourself this way as a personal trainer and things like that. It was like, you're very good at this. I said, I'll help you. And so I started that way by helping him building his, his, you know, his, his business as well his brand. And along the run, I started helping some others. I had a coworker who wanted to open her dance studio and we did just that. She just didn't know where to start, how to do it. And I'm a nerdy. I have to look at things. I have to search for myself. You can tell me whatever you want. I'm still going to go and look for myself. And so I started learning about business. I started learning about credit because that's where I realized I'm like, well, you need money for all those things how do I get money? Because apparently I don't have enough credit because I'm brand new in the country. How do you build credit? How do I yeah. get funding? Do you get what I'm saying? So from that, that was back in end of 2016. And I told myself, if I do this, I'm really going to go all in. And so I was in the midst of divorce, health journey, job getting frustrated, right but I was like I gotta do something it was that drive I was like my dad passed all that like life is short life is freaking short I don't want to be unhappy anymore and so I cut my cable I looked at all my bills and I was like what can I take off so this gonna fund you know my business or fund me to learn because at some point you can Google all you want. You can go on YouTube, which YouTube been, you know, really helpful and still is. But at some point you're like, I need to get to someone that has been there, knows. And so I, it can propel me. And I really literally, all my spare time was either to be at the gym, being healthy, le learning and investing in myself. And from that, I learned financial literacy. And that's where I was like, man, I got to do this for my kid too. The earlier I can put her on, the better it's going to be, you know? So I'm about to be 46 at the end of this month. So I started my journey very late, guys. So at that point, I was like, well, I cannot let go of my job. I still got to pay bills, right? So I'm like, how can I do this? So I was like, virtual assistant. I started helping actually speakers from Eric Thomas. You know Eric Thomas, right? Yeah. And so one of one of the teacher actually of Jasmine, of my daughter, was going to that program. And she was looking for someone to help her with her calendar, booking flights, negotiating contracts, sending, you know, documentation, things like that. I was like, all right. And really the pay scale was. <laughs> but at that time, I was like, I can't believe I can make money on my own. So that was my first thing was doing this while I was still, you know, full-time at the school. I didn't let go of my job. I literally prepare my exit strategy, which is how much do I need to leave? How much all these bills and how much do, do I need? And then from that, I was like, okay, 
if I work on the side and do this type of job or things like that, in a couple of months, I will be able to pay for my LLC, pay for the business insurance, pay for this, pay for that. And so I started that way. And I was like, well, if I do that well, I can start, you know, thinking of when am I going to stop working and then go full time. So she was so impressed with how we were working together that she referred me to some more motivational speaker. And then after that, I'm like, man, I'm overwhelmed. And so I was like, I need more time to work on the business. So then I realized that, hey, I'm actually making half of my pay. So I started to ask my school if I could go part-time. Because literally, I'm going to be honest, the job that I was doing, I could do it in my sleep or I was done for the day. Like I could do whatever they were asking me, I could get it done like super fast. So, but you know, you're on the clock. So I was just hanging out with the kids or working on my stuff. If, if somebody uh, at some point, if I blow up and they, they see that interview, I'm going to be honest because I was getting shift also for the school on Sundays. You know, they have event at the school. And so I was getting the shift on Saturday morning, Sunday. I was doing the detention that way I have. And while I was watching the kids, I was working on my stuff. Anything that would make me extra money, but I can still do. So it's like I was double dipping, but it was a sacrifice of actually, I would say that not a sacrifice as I decided of what I was going to do with my time. And from there, they, they actually, that school told me no for part-time. I was like, it's okay. There is plenty of other school. Everybody knew because of my work ethic. Remember what I said, I'm very, very strong about my work ethic. And so everybody knew me. So when I said I'm looking for a part-time position on another middle school, just hire me on the spot. And so I was working only in the morning, 7 a.m. to 11. And then all the rest of the day was for my business. You want to know how long it took me to be full-time entrepreneur and make double of my, of my pay? How long? Eight months. Wow. Eight months because I went in. So also because in school district, you know, when school is out, you still get paid. So you don't have to go to, to the school, but you get paid. So I was like, this summer, this summer, we're going to make summer happen because now it's like I'm full-time entrepreneur. So I literally was going to networking events. I even offer my services for free to a local realtor because she had event. I said, I'll do your table. I'll meet people. I'll, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to understand that you have to also offer and show people what you are bold to do. Too many people enter that, that entrepreneurship thinking they're going to get paid thousands right away. You have to show what you're good at. And so it, I had to really, really go in into what do I want to do? if that makes sense. And after that, it was, the drive was there, right? Was that easy? No, no. But is it worth it? Heck yes. I, I live, I would say since, so since 2018 that I started my business, I have not one day that I regret what I've done. Ups and down? Absolutely. But am I prepared for this? Yes. 
because I decided to not go further into, you know, that, that thing of, you know, how can I say this? I had to prove myself also that this is something that I was good at. I'm not going to advertise anything that I don't know, or I didn't, you know, do myself, experience myself. There's a lot of stuff out there. You know, I'm not going to, you know, shame anyone, but there is too many out there that are very good at marketing and packaging their stuff. But what's inside is I focus on foundation, mindset, and health. A lot of the people forget that in order to run a business, you need to be healthy. You are the only person, right? So there is nobody else going to replace you when you're not well. So when, you know, people tell me I'm in my bag, I say, yeah, but be, be in your a healthy bag then. Because if you're not mentally aligned with what you do and physically as well, you, your brain is not going to be able to, your brain's going to shut down. Your body's going to shut down. And I had some moments like that too, because I, I felt, I was felt so strongly about what I'm capable of that I forgot that my body needed the rest. So that's, that's something. I always intertwine those two, the business and the health, because if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to build anything. I can talk a lot. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. There you uh, go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wow. And so it's the thing that's just sticking in my mind is eight months. It took you eight months in order for you to be to have enough in order for you to leave your, your full-time job or your so, part-time job. Yeah. Eight months was from when I went to part-time, but overall, everything, it took me almost two years. So from the time that I decided I'm going to start a business, it took me almost two years. And that's the other part. Don't just quit the job. And you don't know what you're doing with your health insurance. You don't know if you have a full 1K. You don't know. That's, that's a lot of things that I had to. Was there any, you know, time that I was going to say, F it, and I'm just going to quit today? Absolutely. But then I'm, I realized I'm alone and I got bills to pay. So I better, I better, better figure that out properly. So exit strategy. That's the most important thing is having a proper budget, knowing exactly what you need, if you can sustain, because you're not going to be able to sustain as well. So a lot of people are, are, are taking that leap of faith with no goals and no plan. And that's where it's, it's the hardest thing. And then they probably going to, could be very good at what they do, but they don't, they still don't have no plan. So they're going to be in the mix with all that competition out there with similar ideas or similar type of services that they provide or product, but they have nothing to back them up. Like I said, it takes time, years to build a business. Am I comfortable? I never want to be comfortable. So if, if I can say this for whoever's going to watch this, if you plan, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, it can be, don't stop, but make sure that you take the time and, and, and take the time to be good at what you're going to do. There's too many people out there. Too many businesses are easily created. 
it's I'm here to last. So they have to also view that, that it's okay. There is no shame of having your nine to five that is actually funding your business. Second, you're going to learn what to do and what not to do from the processes. Any business, any big corporation have system in place. A small business, even the word small business, I don't care. You still need to have a system in place. How do you take clients? Do you have, you, you get what I'm saying? What type of email you're going to send them for thanking them for connecting with you? Do you have a questionnaire in place? Do you have your, your pricing package? Do you have contract in place? So you need to have system and processes in anything that you're going to do. And I don't care what kind of business you're going to have. You're going to need that. So take that time to learn from your job because any sort of job you have, they have processes. So learn from them of what to do, what not to do, what you could do better, and, and then make it your own. But don't quit so fast that you're going to burn your chances to be successful and, and really make that change for that, that you're looking for. Yeah, and the other thing is you need to be willing to do the things that you like really hate to do but unnecessary to do, not a few to, as you said, you got to pay those bills. Right? You got to keep the lights on, you got to keep food in the fridge and your everything yeah. in, in order. And so it's the the great resignation, people have been quitting their jobs because it's not because the jobs themselves are, are bad or the company has a bad worker environment, but it's just because like, eh, I don't like it. And I told him away from home. I wanna, I wanna have stuff on my own schedule. It's like no, like you, you're working at a job. I'm currently taking it's a biology course, and it's it's a real butt kicker. But it was recently one of the things that the professor said was, and we're a very small class, like six people, we're all seniors, and she's like, you know, like listen, like I know that you guys really need to do this. You need to make sure that you're on top of this, this, and this. And it's like, they want you selling us all this stuff. And what she, what she ended with was that, look, all, all of you guys are seniors, right? And so you're not biology majors. This is a course for non-biology majors. However, you need to make sure that you like do the exercises and look in the back of the book, do all those those exercises, all this thing, learn all the terms and everything, because in that since you're a senior and this is your last year, you're taking this course, not because you want to, but because you have to. And because you have to, make sure they do a good job in this class in order for you to, to pass and graduate. And so it's, it's yeah, it's, as you said, what you did, that was, like, that's the best of both worlds because you then, as you stated your job is actually directly funding what you want to do and so you go there for from 11 from from 7 to 11 is what you said for your three hours get the money from that put it into the business let that money make itself some more money and then you go to your job business and you keep funneling that money from your from your job to your business. And so that way, everything is like a cycle. It's moving and everything is feeding into it and it's growing. And instead of if you were to quit your job, 
the savings that most people have, the majority of people have in their account right now, it wouldn't be enough to fund them, fund their lifestyle for at least a month or two months. Even. No, no. Yeah. And then we, they, all those businesses who got created during the pandemic, right? Which was a great lesson also for corporation. Don't, you know, like you gotta, you gotta nurture your, 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 your employees, right? Because they can't leave you, right? So, but a lot of people went into that, you know, that torch, but they didn't do, they either did amazing. And actually me personally, because a lot of people were starting their businesses, this is where my four week program boomed out, right? But all the time I was telling them, don't, don't quit, especially right now, you're working from home. You can, you can do it. You don't even have to deal with, you know, Samantha at the job that's getting on your nerve. You don't even see her. So do the damn Zoom, you know, be present and, and show up when it needs to. They're sending you that paycheck. A lot of people don't have this paycheck or get laid off. So be, be thankful that, you know, you're not one of them and, and, and build. Like all that extra time. Now you don't have to, to spend gas money. You have less time and less stress, you know, so you can literally just wake up at the same time, but spend time to learn something about your business. But a lot of people, they just wanted to have the instant gratification in what they do. So sometimes I also tell people, you're going to have to put your ego to the side. What you see on the, on the platform on, online, I'm not saying these people are not making this type of money, but I want to know, or I want to know, I don't want to know. But what I'm saying is because I'm, I, I learned, you know, finance and financial literacy, I can al also tell you that, you know, the more you're going to make, the more you're going to have to, to report, right, on your taxes and everything. Are you prepared for this? So you can also deduct all you want, what that's going to look like that you're not making any money if you deduct that much. And then now you're self-employed. Let's say you want to buy a house. You want to acquire some sort of credit. It looks like you're not making no money. So you're not going to get those things. So you have to be strategic also with those things. Or some people are overpaying themselves. And some people did not paying or, or they're just taking the money from the business and not categorizing it. So that's the same thing. It's like, you can be good and you can create a business, but you have to act like one. And a business has structure. A lot of people don't have structure. Therefore, when it's time to do and, and file for their taxes or when they have to take care of, you know, or even sometime even filing their annual report to their state, they forget. And then their, their business is dissolved or they have fines or they're, you know what I mean? So. That's where I, I took the time to really get into what this is what make me different, I would say, compared to other business coaches, is that I'm going to go to the back end of your business. I'm going to really make sure your foundation of your business are straight. Therefore, once, once it's time for you to get all the way up there, they don't have to worry about your foundation. They're not going to go to shamble because they're already there. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it's really strong. Exactly. Like a house. You want a strong foundation in your house. It can look good on the outside. And then you see that, you know, it's leaking everywhere. There is a hole in the wall and, or there is, do you get what I'm saying? 
or I, or or if there is one little hard wind or a hard rain, that's where you're gonna see who's gonna stand up, stay strong. So the same thing that we are living right now with the inflation, the potential recession, or anything like that, you have a lot of people that have you know been abusing of you know what 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 was out there with you know the 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 PPP and all that stuff. That was that was a mess. This thing. It's it's the same thing. It's like don't not everything that is shiny is good for you. So just stay grounded, right? Stay in your lane when we say that. Learn the fundamentals of what you really need to 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 do, and then you'll be all right. Just just be okay to take the stairs. Yeah, you know, I like that. Everything that is shiny isn't necessarily good for you. That's a really that's a really good saying right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can have a nice little gift, you know, this nice little gift and what's inside is poop. <laughs> you don't want that. No, 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 not nice. <laughs> no. Uh, so. so in terms of the pandemic, especially, how were you able to, did you have to change your operations as much or was it pretty much, did you have a system in place so that you were already set up to do business in a way that is effective. Okay. So this is where I pivot. I, like I was saying is that that's where I decided to create that four week program because at first I was more helping entrepreneurs with the back end of their business. A lot of things that, you know, like I was saying as a virtual assistant, oh, okay. You're busy doing this, so I'm gonna I'm take care of, you know, your accounting, making your flyers, organizing, you know, your spreadsheets, your presentation, all that good stuff, right? The digital work and things like that, hiring people for them. I was doing basically everything that, you know, a business would need in the back end of the business, right? But I was the one doing it for them. And then I realized I'm like, they're gonna need me all the time, which was good at that time. But at some point I'm like, I want to be able to teach people too, right? So that's where when the pandemic happened and I saw all those entrepreneurs schlopping in there and I'm like seeing like people contacting me say, oh, you, you, you quit your job. So how did you do this and, that's, and this and that? So I was like, well, let me come up with like a little four-week program course and, and I'm going to really go down onto, onto what they actually need to be operational, right? So they don't just, you can create a business online in five minutes. You go to your state, you register, you pay 150, whatever fee that is, you get your EIN number for free. And then I realized that after that, people don't know, right? So I created that program. So I had to pivot. And then also the client that I had, right? That were paying me for those services, didn't, some of them no longer could because of the pandemic. And so that's where I was like, well, how can I be in their assistant? Because it's not like, you know, oh, you can pay me. So I'm not, you know, of course, I'm not going to do the job for free. But I had to understand that I was working with those people since like almost two years. You kind of create a relationship with them. So my, my goal was like, how can I be still an assistant or help them to save their business? At some point, some, some of them was like, what can we do to save your business? And so I had to be very creative on, on helping them also find a way to pivot or find a way to be, to sustain during that time, 
right? Because it was really uncertainty. I ha also have a business in, in wellness and fitness and our gym was closed, right? We couldn't train anybody. So luckily at that time, like I said, my business partner, very visionary. Also, we all already had our program online. So that's where we were like, okay, we can't train people physically, but we have to make sure that they're still, you know, healthy, right? Everybody's stuck at the house. You know, it's either you're going to binge binge eating or you're going to be super ripped and fit because that's what you're going to do is work out, right? We had two types of people coming out of that pandemic, right? As juicy ones or the, the super fit ones. And so that's where we were like, okay, I help basically the, the clients pivot in finding a way to sustain or save their business or be mindful. And sometimes it was like, man, I never thought of being able to offer those type of services or product to my clients before. And guess what? Since the pandemic, I have three clients. They still have the side business or the other products. So one of my clients, a makeup artist, the salon was closed. So all her services down. She's not making no money. Zero, right? So... But she was already doing a, a, a young girl school program on creating bath bomb, lip gloss, you know, skincare and things like that. I'm like, everybody's stuck at home. Everybody needs some sort of self-care. So I was like, make bath bomb and we're going to sell bath bomb. And it was a hit. And until this day, she have her full line of bath bomb products and her salon is still open, all that stuff. But that's now a passive income for her. So you, you see what I mean? So this is what I'm talking about. Pandemic, if you really, sometimes the struggle is going to help you propel or make you have to think things a different way. And so, so yeah. So for, for us in our business, we now have a line of supplementation. So like I said, we couldn't train physically our client. But we had to find a way to for them to have some proper supplementation, multivitamin, vitamin D3. People were getting, you know, COVID and all that stuff. So it was like, what can we do to boost their immunity, immune system? So we come up with all those things. Same thing, our, our business, our nutritional and herbal business is still in place. And, and now it's like, you know what I mean? We have people on on. on on supplementation, on, on, man, what do you call that? On subscription. So monthly, we're just smelling them out. Their multivitamin, their vitamin D3, their lion's mane, their CMOS, their, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I would say that a pandemic was good because that's where I, I actually unleashed the fact that, man, I can help people. I can teach them how to do it the proper way. And so from that, it was also making sure people was understanding, you know, financial literacy, right? It was rough. It was rough. So I was teaching people, I'm still teaching people on credit. So don't do credit repair. I teach you how to do it yourself so you understand. The biggest thing is that you see out there is people saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a do credit repair, right? So you. You're going to pay that person, whatever the amount that is, whatever you learn. They're going to clean up your credit, but whatever you learn, your, your financial behaviors are still the same. You put yourself in those situations. 
So what you go, what's going to happen? Your credit is going to look good for three months. And then what? Same thing. So I decided to, I'm more about teaching you and making an impact. So you know, for yourself, same thing for business. I don't understand people that paying somebody to register their business, get their EIN. Do you understand the amount of personal information you are giving out to a stranger and you paying them? And then what? You still don't know how, how do I register for this? How do I pay for that? That's your business. You don't even know if they put their own name in there as a partner. <laughs> this is crazy to me. So I always tell people, whatever you do with me is I'm going to show you how you can do it yourself because I want you to know those things so you can be a real entrepreneur. You got to know your stuff. It's like, it's like you have a baby and you give it to somebody else to raise it. And then they give it back to you when they're potty trained. No. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work like this. So... So yeah, so I'm big on that, on being real with people of what it takes that you're going to have to change probably some things on, you know, how you live your life. If, if your personal finances are not in order, how are you going to run a business? <clears throat> and then a lot of people don't understand also that the first two years of building your business, your personal assets and your personal Personal credit score is your, you're the personal guarantor of your business. You can have a business account. They're still going to ask, you know, whose friend she is and what she's been doing. Is she worthy for us to give her, lend her a little bit line of credit for this, mm -hmm. for her business? Do you get what I'm saying? So this is where I'm like, I, I prefer to tell the truth and tell people, slow your row. Let's work on your personal finances first. Whatever you want to do, it's going to happen if you really want to. But let's fix this. Let me teach you that. So you can be a better entrepreneur, a better business owner. And then you're not going to have those doors slam on your face that make you feel like crap because you got denied. Right? So yeah. There yeah. you go. I mean, yeah, you got to have those strong foundations. And doing it yourself, then that way, as you said, you know, every single detail of effort that it takes to file the paperwork, to get things in on time, to do different things. And you need to make sure that you know all those steps. That then whenever that person or something happens, you know exactly what you got to do. You got to go in there, trade this with that, file that, take this to that office, that to that. Office. And so you need to have a hands-on just for you to know exactly what each part of the puzzle goes yes and then yeah. knowing all those things yourself you're going to be better at delegating at some point this is what i wish for everybody is then you know oh you get to that point you're like i'm getting too much things i would love to delegate this and not do everything myself because it's a waste of my time now right i know how to do those things it's just now i need to get to the next level let me hire somebody or a VA who's going to help me with this. But now I can teach her and show her how to, right? If you had somebody else doing it for you, then you lost, right? So you can delegate properly if you, if you don't know even what's, what took you there. So that, that's, that's the next piece is 
I'm talking about the, the evolution of starting a business might take a couple of years, but you know, now you know that part of the job, right? To make it run. Now it's time to put someone in place that's going to be able to do all the backend and the little tedious administrative job, you know, task. So you can go out there and learn more, something more specific, networking, going to events or self, you know, uh, to invest in yourself and going to this event or even taking the time sometimes like I'm, I'm, I'm reading every day. And so, but it takes time, but I, do I think that, you know, it's, I should work on something else or whatever? No, because I need that time to learn more and to get better at my craft. So if I have somebody that can help me and do those things, answer to those emails or create that website or those flyers for me, I will hire the help because at the end of the day, that's going to save me time and money along the run. My, my time became so precious that I had to make sure that what I was doing was aligning. I, I can't help people all day, but I have to make sure that I keep on, you know, getting better and better at what I do. So does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, you definitely need to know exactly what things should be delegated and what things should be hands-on. The things that are hands-on. Yeah, like everything. No, no. And so we need to make sure that the things that are necessary, the strong foundational things, we know exactly where everything goes. So then that way, if something were to happen, we know exactly what needs to be fixed. Exactly. Yeah, we're, not good. Sense. we're not naturally good. We're not naturally good at everything. And, and, and a business, is, it's a lot of different things. Some people, they're very good at what they do because they, let's, let's put it this way. You can become like a, a CPA or you want to do that on the side for yourself. You still have to advertise and find clients. So if that's not your thing to create flyers or to write posts, like I said, I'm, I'm foreign. I, I, I literally pay someone to do my, my little bio thing because I'm like, how do I do this? This is my, not my first language. So reading also helped me getting better with the language barrier that I can have at time. But I delegate for the things that I need because I don't want to sound like, you know, not the part, right? I'm very, very good at what I do. But at some point, sometimes my vocabulary might not match completely, you know, my abilities. So I need to delegate that to someone that is good at it. My website or anything like that, I do website. But what I'm saying is sometimes you need to recognize what you, early on, if you start a business, trying to see what are your skill set, what are you good at, or you are willing to learn, right? Because I took passion about creating content. I love doing that. But if that's not something that you first like to do, good at, delegate that stuff, like right away, try to find a solution or use Canva and all those templates who are pre-done for you. But don't even try to, you know, act like you know what you're doing if you don't. That's going to be frustrating, waste of time, and it's not going to have the, the outcome that you're looking for. So... You have to know all the stuff that you're good at or not. And then if you're not and you're willing to learn, take that time and dedicate that time to get better at what you do. And speaking of things that need to be practiced and things people need to get good at, I saw a video on your Instagram 
where you were, it's a lot of stuff. You were, I think it was like training in boxing and you were like shooting bows and arrows and were skateboarding. I mean, like what kinds of things do you do in terms of making sure that you, I guess, just have fun in life? Like what are some of the hobbies that you've taken up recently? So since 2016, I decided that I'm going to learn as many things as I can. It's also very good for your brain development, right? Brain enhancer. And I didn't want to limit myself anymore. Like I said, part of, you know, time of my life that I was always saying, oh, no, I cannot do this. Or I'm, I'm too big for that. Or there is no way I can do this. And so I was like, look at this. I'm limiting myself. So I was like, there is no limit in what I can learn, what I can do. So I'm challenging myself to new skill sets as many as, as many time as possible. So all the stuff that I was showing was to show that over the past, since 2018, so it's what, almost five years, I learned a new skill set, which is, you know, like I said, in in a physical form, because physical form is going to give you stamina, right? So you need that also to propel you. So I'm into, you know, uh, combative movement also, because you need to, you know, we know it's war out there. So you need to be able to, to, to defend yourself, right? It's also part of, you know, building my confidence. So as an entrepreneur, you need to be confident, not cocky, confident. Right. So don't be afraid of those things. So by learning new skill sets every usually about every every six months to a year, I add on a skill set. So boxing was the first thing. Boxing is like you fighting for your life, right? So you get down, you gotta get back up. Like same thing in life. That's what I was saying. Anything that I do have a meaning. It's not just to look badass all the time. It's more to to push myself to certain limit to say, you got to keep on going. This is what's happening. In business, you're going to have slow months, good months, bad months, lose clients, gain tons of clients. You know, things going to, this is life. You know what I mean? So learning those different skill sets had a big meaning for me. That means that I'm capable, I'm dedicated because repetition works. And a lot of people, if they, like I said, you're going to suck at something and starting something new, you're going to be bad at it. And so sometimes it's a good reminder also for me, like I was talking about the ego, I'm going to suck at this, at learning the nunchuck. How many times did I hit myself with it? Right. But I'm like, man, I need to get it. You're going to get frustrated. Same thing in business and in life. You're going to suck at it. So you're like, my God, how do I work this thing? Uh, okay, it's not this way. It's not that way. What does that, what makes me better? Repetition. So anything of those skill sets, this is what I wanted to show. Then archery. Archery, that's the latest one. Archery, I learned that in 2020 during the pandemic. Because I couldn't go to the gun range. So I was like, I need something else, you know. And so I was like, let's learn a new skill set. That's on another thing. You need to have a hobby. 
Because other than that, if you work all the time, your brain needs some sort of, you know, a shift, right? You need to get some fresh air, all that stuff. So archery, it doesn't cost that much. And it's a time for myself, right? To recenter and I have to concentrate. You yeah. have to breathe a certain way to do archery. I'm self-taught on all those things. Boxing is my, 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 my trainer and my business business partner who taught me all those things right but archery and all the stuff i'm self-taught and so it's the the learning and practicing you have to breathe a certain way you have to take your time to aim the target but don't take too much time that now you're shaky and now do you get what i'm saying you have to also surround yourself with the environment the wind the you know I'll do stuff. Yeah. I'm getting in detail, but everything I have a correlation with everything that I do. It keeps me aligned. Now my brain is not thinking of all the stuff I got to do. Now it's my time. I need yeah. to be centered and I need to let out that frustration that I can have sometime walking. So I had knee injuries during the pandemic. So that was the same thing. I couldn't do all the badass thing, it was frustrating me. I was like, I'm a, I'm a just walk. And I was walking two miles a day, listening to a podcast and, you know, meditating. And so those are all why I learn a new skill set, a new thing as much as I can to remind me that I'm going to suck, but I have to keep going to remind me that the repetition there, this is going to pay off. And this is a skill set that, you know, if, any of those skill set, if something happened, I know I can defend myself. I know I can hunt something to eat. I know I, you know, I know I can hold my breath a certain way. I know I can pay attention to my surrounding. So it's it's all those things. I hope people don't think I'm a weirdo. No, no. And with the the archery, I'm a I'm an archer as well. And so yeah, yeah it's the breathing, it's the focusing. And it is also, it is the repetition and it is ensuring that you keep a pattern. And in terms of the pattern, it's where you hold your one hand over here compared to your knocking point right over here. You got to keep your hand and make sure that it's, yeah, it's nice and it's stable. And it always goes back and to fall back into that pattern in order to make sure that you are consistent with your shots. So, yeah. yeah, I remember when I bought, I went to that store to, I was, I told the guy, the owner, I, he said, can I help you? I said, I know I want to start archery. I just don't know none. So you want to walk me through this? He was like, well, which kind you want a compound? Or I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So you're going to have to tell me. And then he showed me the two different kinds. I was like, I don't, that sounds like too easy. I said, no, I want to learn like the, he said, oh, you want Pocahontas. I said, I don't care what you call it. It sounds to me that this one, I need to really actually know and learn. The other one, it's like it pulled back and then it, it, it hold it that way, right? Yeah. So I was like, no, I, I always go that route of, no, it's going to be worth it for me. I, it's At first, I have like, mine is uh, actually to go back up, but I started with a 25 pound. Recurve? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so. But at first, the, the first few times, oh my gosh, my arm was all bruised up. And, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's all those things. But 
see when we talk about it now, I, now I realize I'm like, man, look at how far I go by myself. <laughs> and he was just giving me little tips because I lost so many arrows. You know, so I was like, man, I said, I lost, he was like, you're back again. I said, yeah, I know I lost three today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was just helping me and telling me, but do, do you see where I'm going with all this? The importance of stuff. And so I was like, it's costing me money to buy all those arrows because I was not buying the arrows. I was like buying like the, I'm buying the good arrows, like yeah. the, the real arrows, right? For the carbon so, guys, yeah. You know? So, and then he was telling me about this little thing for me to, to look into it. I was like, no, because that's cheating. It was like, no, he's going to help you at first. And so yeah. I did do it, but then I took it off. And then I was like, now I should be good. So it's all those stuff that it's like, personally, I take pride in, you know, like saying, all right, that's good. You deserve this. Or, you know, it's good to talking and talking to exist in certain things, right? You deserve to, to, to learn how to do this. You, you deserve to buy those new, new arrows. <laughs> you deserve to, you know, anything like that or. Nope, you you only have three arrows now, so you're gonna shoot those three, and you better not lose any any more of them. I'm not buying any more arrows until I know that I can consistently don't lose any. You know, do you get what I'm saying? It's like you gotta earn. I earn my stripe in in everything that I've done. Learning new languages too, learning new skill sets. Navigating working in another country, being away from my family. It's a lot of sacrifice, but it's worth it. So learning new skill set all the time is very, very important, guys. Yeah. And as you said before, learning new skill sets, everything transfers over to everything else in some way or another. So like an archery, you need to make sure you have a strong foundation, your feet are well planted. And you got your eye on the target and your sighting is all correctly and everything like that. And make sure that you're, you're keeping nice tension on the bow. And you're right. You don't want to stay too long without your bow. You just like shaking all over the place. But yeah, you just need to learn. It's all about, in terms of archery, it's all about balance and finding, you know, the right moment to start to hold your breath, the right moment to release the arrow, the right moment to just do everything. And so... Everything informs everything else. And if you view things in that lens, then it does. Then you get to see just the wondrous connections of everything, interacting with everything. And you get like, oh, yeah, that matches up with that over there that I did last week. And that one over there matches with this thing. that And you just like to see how everything weaves into one another in such a, it's really, it's really miraculous. You're connecting the dots. Connecting the dots with Frenchie, the dot connector. So, oh, wow, Frenchie, this has been a wonderful conversation with Thank you. Thank you. It was. Yes. Where can people go to learn more about you and what you're doing? So I'm a business coach. I help entrepreneur with starting, building, and scaling their business. So if you already are in business and looking for someone to have some sort of clarity in the project that you have, I do website, I do social media, 
I can help also hire, you know, a virtual assistant if you need to on projects, do events, financial literacy with business credit at the same time, right? Or if, you know, the legal part, which is, you know, contracting, trust, business trust, there is a lot of things, you know, that are, are also as important when you build a legacy for, for your family. So I do all that. And so they can find me on Instagram at Dubois, D-U-B-O-I-S-B-I-Z. And yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm also on, on Facebook. It's linked, but I'm more an Instagram person. I go live every Thursday. I have a signature program called Mind Your Business. It really says what it means, mind your business. And I focus with, like I said, making sure that I'm connecting the dots of all your vision and your project. There you go. And so French, you have another question to ask you. And that is if you had the ability to send a worldwide text, what would your message be? To everybody, everybody worldwide. Keep moving forward, no matter what. Why would that be your message? Because it's all going to have some ups and downs. You have to keep moving forward no matter what. We, we've been in, in, we in a time that is so stressful and we all want to act like nothing is happening or we want to act like everything is bad or everything is good. We simply have to be able to know that this too shall pass. And you have to keep on moving forward no matter what. Well, thank you, Fenty, so much for the wonderful conversation and for that beautiful text. Absolutely. Thank you. You have a good Uh, day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.